Good morning, Nashville. My name is Braden Gall, and this is the 444 Monday, February 7th. Coming up on the show today, it was a spectacular weekend of basketball in the state of Tennessee. We take a look at the quarterbacks that the Titans could have been scouting at the Senior Bowl and how they performed, but we begin with a sneaky good hire by Mike Vrabel in the Tennessee Titans. First, we've got a quick announcement for you on the show today. The Kingston Group is donating its title sponsor of the show for this week to a wonderful organization here in Middle Tennessee called Our Kids. It's a Nashville nonprofit that provides expert medical evaluation and crisis counseling in response to concerns about child sexual abuse. I've been with them for about five or six years, but they've been serving Middle Tennessee for about 35 years and over 25 of that. Well, one of our most important and most popular events during that time has been Soup Sunday every single February. We've got dozens of the best chefs in Nashville competing to see who can make the best soup in the city all under one roof at Nissan Stadium coming up in two Sundays. Again, that's February 20th. Eat some of the best soups in town. Gorge yourself on the most creative and unique flavors you'll ever taste. And, of course, help Middle Tennessee kids in need while you're doing it. It's extremely family-friendly. Kids can get in for 5 bucks. I've taken both of my kids before. They're both under the age of 5. It's just a killer event for all ages. Get your tickets today at OurKidsCenter.com. They usually sell out, and only 1,000 are available, so definitely only while supplies last. That's OurKidsCenter.com. Eat great food and help our kids. What is not to love? It's a no-brainer. Mike Vrabel has made two new additions to his coaching staff just a couple of weeks into the offseason, and both guys he was very familiar with during his time in Houston. First, Vrabel is hiring former Texans assistant Bobby King to come in and coach the inside linebackers. So after letting three or four guys go off the defensive staff, Vrabel is beginning to piece it back together. However, that isn't the big coaching news for the Titans from this weekend. Former Texans offensive coordinator Tim Kelly has joined the Tennessee Titans as a senior offensive assistant and passing game coordinator. This is the far more interesting addition, and Titans fans should be excited about landing Kelly, who had a very Arthur Smith-like rise through the Texans organization. He went from offensive quality control coach in 2014 to offensive line assistant in 2016. He then became the tight ends coach for two years in 17 and 18 before becoming the team's offensive coordinator in 2019. Deshaun Watson was his quarterback for two years, and in those two seasons, Watson completed 68% of his passes for 8,600 yards, 59 touchdowns, and just 19 interceptions. The Texans' signal caller led the NFL in yards in 2020, almost reaching 5,000, while also leading the league in yards per attempt and yards per completion. That's really efficient football. Kelly brings a well-respected mind to a position that not every team in the NFL has. Passing game coordinator is not a normal role, so the Titans are investing two coaching spots to developing and improving the passing game, and it clearly shows you that Mike Vrabel is trying to address the issues. Less than half of the league, in fact, deployed this position on its coaching staff, but those that did are among the smartest and best passing attacks in the NFL. Green Bay, Kansas City, both Los Angeles Rams and Chargers, and the Bills, just to name a few. Vrabel worked with Kelly in Houston and tried to interview him last year, but was blocked by the Texans, so this is not just some random coach. This feels like the offense's version of bringing in Jim Schwartz last year to help Shane Bowen in the defense, which clearly worked out very well. Two minds are better than one, especially one that's more experienced as both Schwartz and technically Kelly are at calling plays than either Todd Downing or Shane Bowen. This feels like one of those moves that won't get a lot of coverage, but could have a huge impact behind the scenes. At least that is the hope for Titans fans, and most importantly, Ryan Tannehill. 
Ryan Tannehill will be the starter for the Titans in 2022. This really isn't up for debate. However, it's very much up for debate in 2023 as there is a huge out in the contract for the Titans. Wandering around in NFL quarterback purgatory is a terrifying thought, so John Robinson will need to have a plan in place, be it restructuring his contract, free agency, trading, or the more traditional approach, of course, the NFL draft. This team is too good to be drafting in the top 10 and may not be able to get into that range for someone truly special. The good news is, is Patrick Mahomes was selected 10th, Deshaun Watson 12th, Lamar Jackson 32nd, and neither Josh Allen or Justin Herbert were taken in the top five. The point is, this team probably won't have a chance at Joe Burrow, Trevor Lawrence, or Kyler Murray because they're probably too good. But can you trade up to the mid-first round and find your replacement for Tannehill? Absolutely. And the good news about the 2022 draft class is there may not be a top 10 quarterback in the group. Six of the seven top quarterback prospects were at the Senior Bowl this weekend, and I'm not sure I saw anything that changed my mind about this class. Matt Corral was the lone potential first-round pick who wasn't down in Mobile getting FaceTime in front of John Robinson. Pittsburgh's Kenny Pickett will likely be the top quarterback off the board and, and didn't throw an incompletion in the Senior Bowl. He has the size and most everything you need to be successful. He was especially accurate in the red zone in Mobile, but he lacks sort of any elite one skill that would make him a top five pick. He's a super smart kid, rarely makes mistakes, and is the most NFL-ready guy in the draft. And he could be on the board still in the middle of the first round. And he's a better athlete than you think. He is a taller and more mature version of Baker Mayfield. Liberty's Malik Willis has the most upside and pure talent. Big arm, quick release, best athleticism of any prospect. He ran for 54 yards in the Senior Bowl. He's a very energetic player who will be a leader in the NFL. The key is sort of refining the arm, learning how to throw off-speed pitches and not just fastballs, putting touch on the football and staying in the pocket going through his progressions. He's not as explosive as, say, Michael Vick, but there's a lot of Vick to his game. Matt Corral is a bit undersized, but tough as hell, a solid athlete, has a nice arm, and could be a first-round pick. Sam Howell from North Carolina might have the best all-around throwing arm of anyone in the class and was very solid at senior bowl practice all week. He's a sneaky good athlete with a ton of experience, but needs to sort of finely tune his technique, footwork, progressions, intermediate routes, those types of things. But those things can be taught. His right arm, that thing cannot be taught. Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati just isn't an accurate enough passer for my money, but otherwise he's got every single thing you want. Good size, athleticism, strong arm, leadership. He's a total winner. Mature, smart, on and off the field. Unfortunately, accuracy is hard to teach, even if you've got everything else like Ritter. Carson Strong of Nevada and Bailey Zappi from Western Kentucky are bringing up the rear after a week of FaceTime with NFL executives and coaches. So two things here are true. First, this could be a perfect year to find your guy at quarterback in the mid to late first round, as many of the top names at the position could be available. And of course, you have a year to allow him to learn behind Tannehill. All that's good. However, at the same time, you better really trust your evaluation process and be sure that you've actually found an NFL starter in a year that might feature the worst quarterback class in over a decade. Although the Titans have gotten nothing from either of their first-round picks the last two years, and it didn't keep them from the one seed, the Packers drafted Jordan Love, haven't gotten anything from him in two years, and have been the one seed each of the last two seasons. So maybe taking the risk this year is the right thing to do, especially if your guy, the one you love, the one you've evaluated as the best, is still sitting on the board in that 15-20 to 20 range. Additionally, John Robinson was obviously focused on the offensive line with a lot of major questions and decisions looming that he's going to have to make about this offensive line this offseason. And basically, it was a terrible week of any of the top offensive linemen in Mobile. The D-lines dominated all week and in the game with the exception of one name, and it is one that Titans fans should probably know. Boston College interior offensive lineman Zion Johnson. 
Many scouts thought he was the best player at the Senior Bowl all week, from start to finish, regardless of position. High praise. And of course, as I mentioned, this was just in a week in which the defensive lines dominated and most offensive linemen saw their stock go down. Not only do the Titans need to build out their depth along the offensive line at essentially every position, but they've got huge decisions pending, as Jonathan Hutton talked about last week on Friday's show. Ben Jones is a free agent. Roger Saffold is constantly banged up and aging. Both are very good and crazy tough, but they aren't getting any younger. And Teddy Lillawan is doing whatever it is that he does. The Titans can cut Lawan and save roughly 28 of his $30 million left on his contract over the next two years, so there's that to consider. And is David Quisenberry the answer at right tackle? No, Johnson could be a very intriguing option, and the evaluation process should be interesting with the big blocker because not only is he a teammate of Mike Vrabel's son Tyler at Boston College, but they play in the same position group. I would hope and guess that the Titans will know more about Johnson than any other prospect in the entire draft. Just something to consider. Around the world of basketball, as we try to transition from the gridiron to the hard court every single February, the Vols won their fifth straight SEC game in the 81-57 domination of South Carolina on the road on Saturday. It was their second straight game over 80 points and a clean sweep of the week. The Vols are now 7-3 in the league, one game back of Kentucky for second place in the SEC and three games back of Auburn. UT will go on the road to face the Mississippi State on Wednesday night before hosting Vanderbilt on Saturday. More on the doors in a second. The number one ranked Tigers barely survived in very un-Auburn-like fashion against a bad Georgia team, 74-72 on the road. Kentucky put together yet another excellent defensive performance on the road against a very talented but unpredictable Alabama team, 66-55. Auburn, Kentucky, and Tennessee seem to be separating themselves as the big three in the conference this year. The Tigers and Cats are cut above the Vols, but if Tennessee can continue to improve its offensive efficiency and develop a killer instinct in the backcourt, then this Tennessee team could find itself as a top-four seed in the tournament easily, especially considering all of their high-quality non-conference wins. That being said, Arkansas is lingering as many others are faltering in the SEC. The Hogs moved to 7-3 as well after a home win over Mississippi State over the weekend. It was their eighth straight victory, and the Hogs will host number one Auburn on Tuesday night. Kentucky will visit South Carolina on Tuesday and host Florida on Saturday. Vanderbilt is now officially having the best season of Jerry Stackhouse's basketball career after their 75-66 win over number 25 LSU on West End. The fourth SEC win and 12th overall victory are both personal bests for Stackhouse at Vanderbilt, meaning this team has improved every single season of Stack's tenure and is now playing technically their best basketball to date. There are tons of questions about Jerry Stackhouse long-term at Vanderbilt, but two things are unequivocally true. His teams get better every single year, and his players play really hard. And I don't know about you guys, but those seem like two pretty good traits to have in a basketball coach. The Doors have another winnable game at home against Missouri coming up on Tuesday before traveling to Knoxville next weekend. The number 7 Lady Vols didn't fare as well as the rest of the state over the weekend. Tennessee visited number 10 UConn in the 25th meeting of the historic programs, their third such meeting since the two reconnected in 2020 after a 13-year layoff. Gino Ariema's Huskies had the lead for the entire game, pulled away in the third quarter for good. The final score was 75-56. It was the third straight win for UConn, ranked number 10 overall over the Lady Vols since they rekindled the matchup. They have now won 9 out of 12 and currently hold the series lead 16-9 to all-time over Tennessee. The Grizzlies won again over the weekend as John Morant continues to put on an absolute show. He dropped 33 on the Magic and a win on Saturday. It was his 8th 30-plus point performance in his last nine games. Memphis has won 5 out of 6 and is up to 37-18 and on the season, just four games back of the Golden State Warriors for second place in the entire Western Conference. 
Since Thanksgiving, when this team was under 500, the Grizzlies have gone 26-8. and And since Morant's return to injury, all he has done is average 28 points per game on 50% shooting from the floor with 6 rebounds and 7 assists per game. Grind City is back on the court on Tuesday evening against the Clippers at home. Outside of the Lady Vols, it was a pretty damn good weekend of basketball in the state of Tennessee, right when people are starting to pay attention to hoops. So that's pretty cool. As a reminder, of course, the 440 is brought to you this week by Our Kids Soup Sunday event coming up February the 20th. The best chefs and best restaurants in Nashville competing dozens and dozens of soups for you to try. Tickets are $25. OurKidsCenter.com. They're on sale Supplies are limited. We only can allow 1,000 people into the building at Nissan Stadium. Again, that's February 20th, Soup Sunday. All of the proceeds benefiting our kids, of course, a nonprofit specializing in child sexual abuse here in Nashville. Eat some food and help some kids. What's not to love? My name is Braden Gall. Thank you guys all for listening. Please share the show. This has been the 440 for Monday, February 7th. The 440 is a production of 440 Media, written and produced by Braden Gall, music by William Tyler.